No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Have you ever listened to fish? Out of a fish? That you got at Electric Fish Lights? Shit! We definitely have. We definitely have. That one we definitely have. You definitely should too. You should go to electricfishlights.com or at electricfishlights on Instagram and go check out the wonderful array of beautiful lights they have over there. Look, things are changing. The world is different now. You could have boring lights in your house. You could Ew. you could have a light that just turns on and no turns fun. off and doesn't light up or have music coming out of it. That's just cool. Just gives light. Boring. <laughs> or you could have these lights made with IQ technology, which Ooh. is interlocking quadrilaterals. It's 30 different pieces that can be configured into 15 different shapes. And when you put them together, they can pretty much make anything your mind can conceive. It's endless. It is endless. It's and like super light. All these lights come with a 12-foot cord and a hardware kit to hang the light. And uh, what is it? How long can you leave that thing on for, man? Like Forever, For 12 years. 12-year energy-efficient, safe-to-leave-on LED bulb. They also have an upgrade where the bulb will change colors. They also have an upgrade where the bulb will have be a Bluetooth speaker. So this isn't just a light. This is a functional piece of art that goes in your house that will actually make your world better. You play music. It really does make your world better. Yeah. It's an enhancer for sure. Listening to your favorite tunes out of your favorite light with your favorite poster bouncing out in the background. Bouncing around the room, they yeah, would say. Yeah, bouncing around the room. So go to electricfishlights.com or at electricfishlights on Instagram. Put in the promo code NSR when you check out. You're going to get 10% off and any NSR family member that gets the color changing upgrade is going to get a limited edition No Simple Road Electric Fish Lights collaborative print. So go check this out. This is part of the family. All they want to do is light up your life, man. You can't balk at that. Or you can, but you'd be silly. And you're going to have something beautiful in your home. Electricfishlights.com. Light up your life. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work 
that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glassby, The Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Darwin, you good? I think he's reacting to the 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 uh, vibe. Huh? No, the the treats that so Sunset the, Lakes yeah. now offers. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of thinking about that. Ooh, peanut butter oh, treats, yeah, delicious. Hey, no, no simple road family. We're hey here. Now. Hey, everybody. We're, we're pulling this one together for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the conductor today. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. Look, look. Let's just be honest. Look. No, I'm not feeling great. Apple's not feeling great. I'm feeling great, guys. Yay. Yeah, Mel's got her shit together. <laughs> I, I got it's my Mel's shit day together. off. She's got her shit together. Dude. Me and Aaron are home not feeling well on our day off. And this ain't our day off. We both called into work. Oh, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> well, called into work. Now. The episode's a day late. Um, we are not they're a not dollar feeling short. fantastic. But we needed to bring you this fantastic episode that we recorded with Jude Smith. This was so fun. He has a bright positive personality he's always pumping out such fun stuff on his feed he's super sweet and during this um conversation you'll hear him describe himself the way that i would describe him and well, it was i think the best. that he was i think that he was uh reacting to what you said well a little bit good and yeah. i loved it i loved every second jude <laughs> you really brightened my day and i just makes my heart happy that you were on the show and you are a real talent. Yeah, man. I, I, I've been following him for a while. And when uh, I saw him do 
the battle uh, the with battle with Daniel, yeah, Daniel with the pizza. <laughs> was that was like, the first time I saw Jude. Also, and all right, it was we need so to get fun. Jude on the show. And uh, yeah, you guys, this this was super fun, like Mel said. And Jude, thanks thanks for spending time with us, yeah. man. Sorry it took a a minute to get this out, but we are like we've been saying the past few weeks, we're a little backed up with stuff but it's a good yeah, problem man. to have you know yeah, we talk to a lot of people we have like such amazing shows waiting to come out and this was one of them so i know we are, you guys are going to enjoy this show and um yeah let's get right into well, it babe. well you know what man a couple of things before we we get, get right into, into it? it um next week is a very special no simple road Ooh. Um, this episode that you're listening to right now is number 199. That is very auspicious. Oh, this is 199. This is 199. Mm. Next week is number 200. Are we going to tell them? Don't tell them. No, well, they all know. Oh. They all know because I yeah, said I think, it. Oh. I, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, we, I think we, we've already yeah, said. Donna Jean Godshaw is going to be our guest Donna. next week. Uh, for our 200th episode, it seemed fitting to have Donna be our illustrious guest for such a milestone number. for the show i i never thought that we'd get there i wasn't even in my head like that we'd do that many and now we're almost here it is crazy to exciting. think about how many episodes are under our belts yeah mm-hmm. it really like when you said that earlier this morning i was like i mean i know it because you know when you look at the podcast number 160 blah 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 you're flying up and trying to find your episode but it's crazy to think that we've had that many conversations and They've all been <laughs> so impactful. That's how you look at it. Like 200. That's a big number. We it look at it, it's like 200 weeks. Well, and we've done and more than 200 more shows. We've yeah. skipped, yeah, much some. More. We've, we've, skipped yeah. some and we've done heads talking, sure. but too high. It's like, that's 200 weeks. That's a, that's a long time. We've given, you know, is, for, for everybody out there who, you know, forgets about their own accomplishments as far as like continuing things, commitment, we didn't even set out to do this, but here we are 200 episodes later, and this is a huge commitment that we made and a huge milestone that we've reached. So congratulations, Aaron, Apple and Mel yeah. for doing that. And also to, and to the, the listeners. Yeah. yeah. For hanging, with yeah hanging in for, for, for 200 yeah, for episodes. Maybe not all of you've heard all 200, but you've I been know around. Some of you have. Yeah. Some of us have, and I'm pretty damn close. I think I've only missed like two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, and I listened to literally almost the whole thing. I so could, I could be like Bob Weir and say, I've been to every show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been to every show. You know, there's a couple of things that um, have happened recently that I will cover in more detail in the intro for our next episode. But one of the things I want to tell you guys about is, um, and you saw this on our Instagram and we've talked about it, is the upcoming podcast that we're producing with uh jeff firewalker schmidt and john modesky of saint disruption wow um say is, that again yeah like, that's incredible uh, my mind was blown whoever that, thought that me you and apple would collaborate with john modesky and jeff firewalker and jeff i nobody <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember sitting on the porch and you saying if you could have anybody on the show aaron who would you have and i was like I would like to have John Modesky on the show. Do you remember that? And you're, I was like, but there's no way. And then that was a long time ago. Yeah. And through a weird turn of events, it happened. And now we're here. Well, and even weirder when we interviewed John 
We had nothing to do with Jeff Firewalker. We had no idea he existed. Mm -mm. They hadn't collaborated musically yet. Mm -mm. And this, what we're talking about right now, wasn't even a thought. So, you know, fast forward 200 episodes later, and here we are planning something really, really socially impactful. That's what I feel like this collaboration is going to be because it is a podcast, but it's like a round table and it's specific to the poetry that um, will be selected. So I, for one, am super excited to be a part of this and to see where it goes. Yeah. And for those of you uh, that are listening right now, also in, in conjunction with this and also part of uh, Jeff is coming here to Portland in a few weeks and wow. we are ho- hosting a class that you all have the opportunity to attend. Um, there are a few spots left for here in person. If you live here in Portland, you can come to the No Simple Road House and be a part of this class here in person. It's going to be great. Um, and if you're not, you can also join through Zoom. Uh, you go to www. How many W's was that? www.nosimpleroad.com <laughs> and right just scroll down just a little bit. You'll see Jeff's picture, an explanation of the class, and you can sign up there. Please, if you're planning on doing this, sign up soon because spots are limited here in yeah, person. Yeah, we only have a few left. And there's only a few left. So if you're on the fence, get off the fence. And um, if you're going to be attending through Zoom, do it soon. Also, because registration will close the week before the class. And like I've said in the other times that we've talked about this, if money is an object for you if it's a thing that is stopping you from being able to attend um shoot me an email and let me know and we will handle it for you we'll work it out and nobody has done that yet so if you are thinking about it do it if you you know you can't afford the 20 bucks that it's going to take to like come to this class just reach out because this is super important information that and then you know he's going to be putting out this amazing information. And then of course there's going to be people here. So it just will affect what gets put out there. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the content, exactly. The energy in the room will yeah. also shape and you know, if you're supposed to be here, you That's know, right. and, and if you have that niggling little doubt in the back of your mind, you can, Rest assured that that's you supposed to be here. So stop. And like people told us, if you're on the fence, get off the fence. Yeah. <laughs> Life changes when you get off the fence. That's, that's for that's sure. It's an uncomfortable but, but thing. Honestly, it just sounds like who doesn't, who doesn't need to learn more right now about how to care for yourself and about how to care for others. And Oh, the name of the class is Sovereignty and the Warrior's Path. Opportunities in the time of COVID-19. Yeah, man. So... What better thing to help us all move forward through where we're at and into the future with our smiles smiling and our yeah. sunshine sunshining. So come come hook it up. Go to nosimpleroad.com and, and be a part of this with us. We would love if the whole family joined yeah. us. That would be dope. So you guys, um, we're just going to get right to it this week. Uh, <laughs> our week has been filled with not feeling good, at least me and Apple. Um and I, it's, well, this, this, this has been a, we were talking this morning and it kind it's of, only Tuesday. Well, especially for me, <laughs> me and Eric, like, like, damn it. I got the sickest I've been in a long time while trying to get really healthy. I, I'll report my exciting thing. And I, I have been like doing it at least every little bit every day is I got my rowing machine. Woo-hoo. So I'm very happy about that. I haven't been able to use it to it or my potential, but 
mean, I, I've learned technique, sat on it. Uh, I got. I looked at it. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Put I, it I, together. yeah, I've sat on it. I've got my technique down, and uh, that's that's my happiness now. Aww. Yeah, anybody else? That's that's what that's what you got to. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Well, I got to throw in something positive, and I'm looking forward to making that part of my life and getting healthier. So here's the thing, man. Like, whenever you start a new endeavor, whatever it is, for the better, um, it seems to me that you are tested in that. You're going to have obstacles. Immediately, of course, obstacles you are. arise, and getting healthy is <laughs> no small task. It's kind of like when we tried to move out of Vegas. Yeah, so. <laughs> the truck broke down sixty miles outside the city. Exactly. Think that, about dude. you know you you try, we're trying to um, if we're talking about getting healthy and and maybe you weren't so healthy, maybe you weren't sick, but maybe you weren't so healthy. Our bodies need to purge. We need to get whatever is unhealthy and sickly out of our body. And how does that happen? It happens through our immune system. It happens through like, you know, sweat, blood, freaking coughing up mucus, all these things. And so, yeah, we have to get it out. Yeah. Poop, pee. So (laughs) yeah, this, I also was starting a new endeavor and ended up getting sick a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, here I am. I'm trying to like, I'm doing all good with my diet and I'm eliminated all the bullshit. And then I get this weird freaking abdominal stuff that was going on. And it was, it just was so strange. And now I feel fantastic. I feel great. And even in the midst of being with these guys, I'm still feeling really good and elevated. In and the midst of being with these well, two these two, Well, because they're actively that, sick and, you know, people are like, oh, stay away. Well, no, like I live can't. with, I can't stay away. I, I live with them and it's just a testament to my immune system and my health that I've been over the last couple of weeks been really plugging away at and so i'm just trying not to get discouraged and trying to stay um, positive and keep my vibes up because if you let in one little air pocket of negativity that shit will run like the little fox marathon little foxes spoil the vine yeah, well, I gotta say thank you for that. Mel is a positive for like even even when it's not definitely well, it was positive yeah. for me. Like I, I got up, got ready she, to go to work. Mom on your I was getting ready to head out the door. I'm fucking wobbly, can't walk. I'm coughing. And she's like, right. "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> like like you being you, you a gotta dude, give yourself permission. Well, then I check in with everybody at my work, and they're all like, "Bro, you're sick." fucking stay home you know i just don't know i I appreciate your positivity and you looking at me she gave me the full mom like like (laughs) i couldn't like no i'm going to school and she's like no no you're not you need to change and go relax i try to thank you mind my own business you know i don't be i'm not preaching all the time Mm -hmm. at you guys you guys do your own fucking thing but there's sometimes when the fist has got to come down the hammer's got to drop and it's like oh, what the man. fuck are you doing you're, yeah you're gonna go to work and even though Aaron works from home he's gonna go to work and be on the computer all day and his head's fucking out of it and his bot no get out of here Apple can't barely drive to work because he's got a headache and fucking seeing weird like no <laughs> like, that's what you look what are you at. doing I was like well I'll either make it to work or I'll crash into the wall and he just looked at me like oh my god big and honestly during this weird COVID time nobody wants anybody around around with sick allergies mm-hmm. uh, fucking sniffle, sniffle yeah nothing so we're just home posting <laughs> up in the nsr compound Chilling. having green smoothies taking our vitamins and being responsible so for me it was like the hardest part of the whole thing 
is not. You say was, you're still in it. <laughs> not, is not going 100 miles an hour. Like, I do so much. And when I'm forced to stop, I don't know what the fuck to do with myself. And I'm. That forward momentum yeah, still like pushing. I, I, and I'm like, but this needs to get, that needs to get done. And this thing and that thing. And like with work, oh my God, my jobs are going to pile up. And my email and da And today I was just like, you know what? You're right. I'm letting it all go. It's going to just take, can all go fuck itself today. I'm resting. Well, Aaron, you said something to Apple. Literally, if you got hit by a car and couldn't communicate anything to your work, they'd have to fucking have figure, to figure it, it out. out. And they would. And they would. And they absolutely would. They'd feel sad and they'd go visit you in the hospital and all that, but they would have to figure it out. And that's what happens. Like, you have to take time to figure out your health, your mental well being, whatever it is that, that you need to pay attention to because well, it needs attention. Well, you can't keep pushing it aside. And on the flip side of that, too, is like the show. And like on Saturday or Sunday, we had a, a interview schedule with Skerrick and I, my I, I couldn't do it. And, and I we were ju- all looking very forward to And we were really this. looking forward to it. Like, super excited to talk to him. And I had to cancel it. And that was really hard for me. I really, couldn't believe it. When I got home from really work. Really fucking hard, man. I was Like, I'm getting shock. choked up <laughs> thinking about it. Like, I don't. And then being late with the episode. Nobody, nobody fucking is emailing me going, where's the show? Like, I, nobody's ever done that. It's all me, like feeling obligated. Well, it's like personal responsibility. Yeah. And that's a lot of like, I don't know. That's it. There's a healthy amount of that and an unhealthy amount of that. And I mean, I'm just going to pose a question. Like you were talking about going a hundred miles an hour and that forward momentum and being sick, stopping you. That's something that needs to be looked at. Because so the only time you're okay is if you're moving a thousand miles an hour and the minute you have to pull back, it ain't cool. Like that's mental. That's not even physical. And we should be able to allow ourselves breaks and allow ourselves to work hard without either one of them affecting our entire fucking mood. Do you know where I'm coming from? Well, with that? that mental push mm-hmm. like that can turn physical manifests yeah. physical. Yeah. And so I'm just saying you know, I, I have, I struggle with this too. This is not like something yeah, I've I was going to say, no, I'm, I'm not, not like, the, we all do. I'm not pot here. calling. The I, I was black. making myself more sick this morning, not going, but stressing about Stress. not having to call everybody, make sure everything's okay. When it's well, it's be okay. also being a fucking adult too. And like, well, knowing we're not talking a, about that, stuff. knowing that you have a responsibility to other people and things in your life. That's not what well, I'm talking about. Enjoying your responsibility yeah. too. Yeah, is yeah. Different. The, the every day, like okay, waking up and making sure that the dog is fed and your bills are paid and you're on work at time. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where you've filled every hour and every box for the entire month and day and year, and if something even remotely deters you from finishing that now you're mentally fucked up for weeks and that's just not okay for any of us we have to be flexible and adjustable and that's what makes us shorten our sick time because here we are trying to push through this we feel the sickness coming out we're like no i'm not that sick 
or I'm, I'm, I'm okay when if we would have rested in the beginning and taken the rest that we actually needed instead of pushing through, making ourselves worse, exposing us to more shit and more stress, then we probably wouldn't even be in this situation. Yeah, I, you know? I through this realized that I have a two day thing in my head. Like if, if I, <laughs> that's it. I, yeah, I, I I'm allowed to be days. sick for two days, and if it's no more, if it's more than that, then you better get your ass up and get to work, take a shower, and fucking dust yourself off, bro. Well, and, and I right, nobody got time sometimes for that. it's three days, sometimes it's five. Well, that's what I was telling you. Like you were like, I'm frustrated, I'm bored, whatever. Yeah. Like, think about somebody laying up in a hospital for weeks, months. Yeah, man. You know, and maybe their head is okay, but their body is not right. That's fucked up. And mm. that's a lot to have to emotionally and mentally deal with. So I say start now dealing with that shit like in our head so that if something ever comes up, then we can kind of like. You can adjust. Adjust. Exactly. Pivot easily. Yeah. I mean, No Civil Road has always been about just being ourselves and being honest about yeah. where we're at and where we're, you know, and this is it right now, man. Like, sorry. <laughs> there, well, there's no apologies. I'm sure someone well, I be out there, <laughs> someone out there can um, identify and relate to what is going through. So let's give ourselves a little, little leeway, a little grace. I'm, I'm speaking to me right now, Aaron, give yourself a little, little grace and a little leeway, and it's okay to to lay back and rest for more a day. than two days. The world is not going to fucking implode on you. And guess what? When you get back to work, everything's going to be all right. You just pick up where you left off, and you take one bite of the elephant at a time, and on your way you'll go, and you'll feel better. So, for for those of you not me out there that heard that, cool. for all the errands out there (laughs) anyway um yeah that's it man so let's do the business get him to jude i didn't even talk about my week you just don't want to hear about my week the only person that probably has something good and relevant i'm actually not sick and i don't have an issue with these how how was your week thank you apple for asking thanks for caring enough even through your sickness I'm, i'm not on my game no, you're not no. on your game, um, and that's fine. So but don't it's ignore up to me. You. Bring bring the sunshine, Mel. How was the your sunshine? Week? It was really great because I was getting out of my sickness and getting a lot healthier and feeling really fucking good. And I started my 21 day sadhana that I mentioned last week, which is my spiritual practice. And I've been waking up at 3:30 a.m. and killing it. You know, um, I know this is only day two, <laughs> but Waking up at 3.30 is a challenge and waking up at 3.30 and feeling great in your day is also a challenge, but it's a game changer. It really is a game changer. Not only is my mood elevated, but like I feel my cellular energy bubbling inside. Like it feels like fizzy water inside of me. Like the, I feel like... I don't know, like happy and like ex- expectant for good things is what it feels like. Is this like the way, is this where you're like getting, what, what get explain? Okay. So Cause I remember you say you did like where you take an ice cold shower. Is that the same thing as this or? So back in the day when I originally did this sadhana, which was for Kundalini yoga, and that's kind of how I learned that word, but it doesn't exclusively belong to Kundalini. And years ago when I did it, it was waking up at three thirty taking a cold shower um, and then you would sit 
in meditation and also chanting for about two and a half hours. Um, so you would do meditation, chant and asana, which was just like kind of like yoga, kundalini yoga. And then you'd get ready for your day. Um, and you'd wear all white, um, during this and the amount of energy that you muster up and collect and gain from the practice of mantra, of movement, of meditation, it's unmeasurable. Like you can't measure it. You can't explain it. So flash forward, this was back in 2012, 2013. And then flash forward to 2021, I'm re-picking it up but it's a little bit different because it's not under the kundalini yoga um brand brand exactly um it's kind of all the things that i've learned as an accumulation from that time all the way up to this time and just recently i was introduced to a woman named queen afua and she is a health and wellness guru and um she's about healing women and healing women's wombs and so she has this um, gateway initiations in one of her books she's written uh, several books and one of them is called the sacred woman and the sacred woman um walks you through this initiation process and so her thing is waking up at four um taking these baths to help purify you and draw out toxins. She's really into enemas and cleaning out your colon because impacted colons are what cause disease. She's also into getting rid of mucus in the body because mucus is another place that stores infection in the body. So she's got tons and tons of things that she's learned through the years to help alleviate that. And so beginning with gateway zero the womb and you work your way all the way up to 12 gateways. And, um, I'm not doing her exact program. What I have done is created my own. Okay. And so what's awesome about that is, is finally I'm working in my own power, but I'm also using the research of other people's, um, years of practices to help me get through mine based on what my body needs because well, that- that's awesome. I mean, that makes sense because everything's not tailored and suited no. exactly for everybody. Or, the- and, but that's where my my head goes. I'm neurotic and super analytical, and so if I start something, I want to do it like exactly. And then if I do one thing out of line, then fuck it, it's done. That's it. Ruined so I it. ruined it. Can't you know? And so I acknowledge that about myself. I recognize that, and so I said, you know what? This is a template for me instead of a set of rules. And I did use a lot of her things like creating an altar. Um, Honestly, the act of creating an altar has been very, very healing and therapeutic for me because it's posing questions. What's important enough to put before you? Yeah. What are you going to put on your altar? That's important. And so she has, somebody can't tell you that. No. What's, what's important to you? I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Apple, go find this and put that. No, of course there's um, certain things like offerings, right? So you put whatever fresh flowers make you happy, whatever fresh fruit you think is beautiful. Um, you put pictures of the, your contemporaries or your ancestors or your spiritual guides, not specific ones, just yours. Um, she does have certain colors that she, you know, promotes for each gateway so that, you know, of course I'll, I'll use that. But again, it's like your own blue scarf or 
pink scarf or whatever and certain stones. So all of these things, gathering these things, it's the ritual of it. It's creating something for you to focus on and to put your energy into. And it's just been really powerful. And of course, journaling, I've I had an amazing journal session this morning and I'm just really grateful. I'm grateful that I've learned through my neurosis Hmm. to tamper my unrealistic expectations of myself. And that's where this is headed. It's, it's kind of like cultivating, creating Melanie's ideal instead of what someone else says it is. That's fucking so it's like water intending to your intentions yeah. and your health and yeah. your cleansing and all that. Yep. Hell yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at with this. And so I just encourage anybody that is interested in doing something for yourself, even wake up a fucking half hour early. That'll really help. It like give yourself a little more time in the morning. Yeah, I was like running out of here. I was like, oh, I want to make my smoothie. Oh, my morning coffee. Oh, I got to make my lunch for the day right there. That's at least 35 minutes or more. I haven't done shit. I haven't taken a shower in the morning. I haven't done as just getting out of bed and going. So waking up at 330, I pushed my schedule back for the next three weeks so that I can have ample time to get everything I need to be done and not rush and leave looking and feeling better than I've ever left because I'm bright because I've been doing breathing work. I've been moving. I've been nurturing my soul. And so I am. I, that's uh, an important thing, too, which, which I that's one thing I'm going I don't have to be work till 830. I get up at six because I need to. I'm like a sloth, <laughs> like a yeah. slow, happy. And I love to. I, I can't rush. I got to take my yeah. time. And, there, and that. It means a lot. I pass that on to younger people at work. See them coming in, just bedhead still. They haven't even had breakfast or pooped nope. or like anything. That happens when they get to work. It's like, no, it's so much nicer in life if you kind of put a little intention. <laughs> You're give, true, Give Apple. yourself true. a little bit of time. Totally. I do. I give myself a lot of time. Aaron sometimes will be like, are you going to work? I was like, yeah, dude. I still got like 20 minutes. I'm relaxing. He's, he's a sloth. Super but you know slow. What? And, but I go to work happier and, and to life happier having that extra time in the morning. You know what? Uh, one thing, um, working through the issues with my mom has brought up is the notion of rushing. That was something that I grew up with, always having to do was you got to hurry up and go so you can hurry up and come back. That's an actual literally Susie phrase. That's that's a phrase that I grew up with. Hurry up and go so we can hurry up and come back. And so that's like a mantra in my head. And I'm I'm washing it away with my new mantra by doing this, because the first uh, practical tool that Queen Afua taught me was making up with my mom. That's how you're going to start to heal your womb. And so making up with my mom, I, I did that physically, but emotionally I'm still doing that. And one of those emotional things is those kinds of mantras that she taught me that were wrong. You don't fucking rush through life. You enjoy it. Sit fucking down and eat your apple instead of eating it on the go. Like there's a huge difference in digestion, in appreciation, in taste, if you do that. And I was missing out a lot on life. I'm rushing through my orgasm. I'm rushing through my day. I'm rushing through (laughs) my meal. I'm rushing through my shopping experience. And then none of it means anything at the end of the day. And it sucks. 
it's not fucking fair. And so I've, I've rushed through a lot of my life. Even I've been married since I'm 19. We're 23 years in. Like if I look at it from a bird's eye view, it's like, what the fuck are you rushing for girl? Like, (laughs) yeah, where are you going? And what's the hurry? Where's the fire? Yeah. So this has really helped me to pinpoint the areas of my emotional scars with my mom by slowing down and rewriting new mantras for my upcoming and present life. Damn. Hell yeah. Way to bring the sunshine, babe. You're welcome. Love that was it. a, that was like one of the, like, like, I hope that wasn't too late. That was a great explanation. It was just like explain. Cause I was trying to understand exactly what you were yeah. doing. It's hard to kind of like say it in one sentence because there's so many like elements to it. Like, you know, you've got the purifying element of cleansing the body and your internal and external. And then you've got addressing your spirit and you've got addressing your physical like movement. And so when you incorporate all of it, an hour and a half is ample in the morning. Yeah. It's ample. Yeah. And whatever your thing is. Yeah, exactly. This There's is, no like, you have I, to do it this way. Yeah. You have to stand <laughs> no. facing north at 4.47 a.m. Well, the, the cool, the cold showers, while I was doing it, they were fucking dope. And I know there's a whole new thing. The Wim Hof has got his, like, I don't know how old it, he's been doing his thing, but I've been doing cold showers for a long time and it was great while it lasted and it was cool and it was beneficial, but it wasn't sustainable for me. You know, that it, it just wasn't. And so this is my attempt to finding my sustainable practice. I don't even like getting in a cold swimming pool. That was my worst <laughs> enemy. It, it does invigorate you, though, man. It, oh, yeah. It, I, you, I, I still do that when I, need, when I need to wake up and I'm tired. That does it. Right? Like Ugh, Cold so, show. You're just like, oh, it's yeah. like a baptism. Like, Take me like, Yes, Apple. It, it's oh. a baptism. You're right. And yes. So anyway, thanks for listening to my... Um, you know what I've got going on for the week and you know, if I can inspire anybody like to wake the, up 10 minutes earlier to just give yourself an extra time to freaking wake up, <laughs> wake up. That's it. Do it. All right. I love you. We love you guys. Yeah, you yeah. brought the sunshine with the two little clouds <laughs> over here. Yeah. <laughs> two down. big clouds dun, dun, over dun. here. <laughs> Hey, I love you guys. No matter what, we love you too. No matter and what, you know state. what? Sometimes you're not on your game, and no. we are, and it goes Absolutely. around the room. That's why it's great to have each other. Yeah. Exactly, help each other out. That's yeah. what family is. And remember that too out there. It's great to have each other and reach out if we you need one another. You know, reach to, out your hand yeah. if your cup be empty. Yeah, that's the whole road simple. And thing. if your cup is full, may it be full again. Yeah. Look at you. Share a little. So proud of you. God, I did feel Did I make so your proud. nipples hard, babe? Yeah, it did. Just made the <laughs> hair stand up on my arm. I saw it. It's weird. <laughs> all right. Follow us on all the social media platforms at No Simple all Road. Right. Hey, uh, if you want to sign up for the class with Jeff, go to nosimpleroad.com. Also, you can sign up for the newsletter there. You can call the tepid line at 971-808-1524. That number again is 971-808-1524. And... Um, we actually have somebody that called in. Hey, No Simple Road family. I'm just going to say how much I really enjoyed the Anders Osmond, Gordon Scholl. Uh, you guys do a great job. I already gave you a five-star review and left a comment a few weeks back that you responded to, and it was wonderful. Go for it, Apple. Get that rowing machine, but don't watch TV while you're on it. Listen to another great podcast. I listened to your Andrews Osborne podcast today while 
walking on the treadmill. Uh, that's about it. Other than to let you know, I haven't gone anywhere in a hundred years. I'm sitting here in Minnesota or looking the pond with, uh, there's actually a fox stand down there. I got a mom and a dad and six little ones running around and that's pretty cool. Uh, but I can't wait to someday get on the road again. Haven't driven anywhere in a hundred miles or a hundred years. hundred miles is about as far as I've been, but I just added Portland to the list. As long as you let me sit on your deck and uh, blow some harmonica, that's all I ask for. Uh, take care guys. Love your show. Bye. Oh, that's fucking sweet. Man. It's always yeah. sweet when you get a personal, Hey Apple, <laughs> yeah. that's rad. It's, it's super cool. And they have, of course, dude, you make it down here, you could come blow that harmonica on the porch anytime. Dude, yeah. harmonica's my that, jam, man. You could stay jamming on that thing for as long as you want. That is Mel's Mel's thing. And man. if we make it up to Minnesota, I, I've always wanted to go to Minnesota. Me too. And go you know. see, and, yeah, mm-hmm. and go see a fox dam. And, that's I mean, rad. That's freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's got babies running around. So, telling us about it. So also, we ended up getting a new five star review. Yeah, if you haven't left a review and you listen to the show, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star, or type something out, or do both. That would be rad. Like this person. Uh, this is the title is called Masters of Improvisation from JPBNWY. Just like the good old Grateful Dead, these guys mm. aren't afraid to take chances and go out on a limb to make magic. I've learned of so much new great music from them too. I'm proud to be a Patreon supporter and think if you listen to this regularly that you should help Aaron quit his day job. Damn. Boom. Thank you so much, JPBNWI. That was on Friday. So, Whoever you are. Fucking, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Wow, you just made me Gave feel a better. Nice shot of happiness. You, Apple got a, a special one. You got a special one. And honestly, after last week, I got a private message also um, talking about, you know, my mom and just appreciating what I say. And so thank you. You know who you are. You're a regular listener. I love you. You're a brother. Um, and thank you to everybody who yeah, reaches for giving out. It back. Yes. That's you, giving that, it back yes, to it us. Is. Like, I mean, you don't understand how good that makes us feel. Mm-hmm. You know, positive <laughs> vibes literally make people feel better. I, so thanks for spreading those, everybody. I want to say something. This is hot off the press. Mel and Apple don't even know about this. The whole like leaving my day job thing has been uh, coming up a lot in my head. We know that. No. And uh, it's... Uh, it's coming to a point where I'm going to have to do something soon. Uh, so I need your guys' help is my point. Uh, go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and let's do this together. Um, Hell yeah. Let's do it as a family, man. I, I, I support you, baby. I know you do. And I know they do too. And uh, if you listen to the show every week, just consider giving a buck or two or 10 or whatever. And uh, every one of those dollars is a little bit closer to me being able to give everything I have to this and making this community even more thriving and connected and beautiful. And you guys are awesome. Yeah. And we love you. So thank you, Jude, for um, being on the show. Thank you for everybody who sat through the long intro to listen to all of us. And we're going to get you the show now. Yeah. So without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Jude Jude Smith. Smith.
What's up, Jude? Hello. How you hey, doing? Hey, how's it going, Aaron? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Hang on one second. Who are these other guys here? Um, this is Mel, Jude, then one of the co-hosts. Hey, Mel. Yeah, and then we have one more. And I'm Apple. Thank you for joining us, Jude. Apple, Mel, and Aaron. Got it. Yep. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Hang on one second. Nice, nice, nice. I mean, Jude. <laughs> Can I just add, like, how old are you? Is that allowable? Well, I, I'm curious what how old do you think I am? Um, <laughs> oh I, I get shit! Like here we go. Twelve to. That's that was yeah, well, that's what you look like. Like you look like I you know, could I be guess, so yeah. young, early twenties. Um, but you you know yeah, realistically you look like kind of like around my daughter's age. She's twenty five. So I would I would yeah I'm twenty five. I'll be twenty six this year. Nailed okay. Hey, hey, so boom. that's probably why you look like a like a kid to me because my daughter's that age and like yeah. all of her friends are kind you know what I mean like I grew up right. with them and like oh 
oh how cute and Aaron's like <laughs> and my Aaron goes Aaron and I are married by the way but Aaron and I okay. he, we were listening this morning he's like yeah don't say cute that's gonna be kind of like disrespectful <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I, saw, I don't think it's I don't fun. think Jude thinks what he does is cute <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. the first question do you do, do you think what you do is cute do I think what I do is cute? Um, if I say yes, does that make me narcissistic? No. I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> no man. I would, uh, I would probably not call it cute. Maybe. What uh, would you call it? But if someone else did, I wouldn't be disrespected. <laughs> uh, I just have fun. I don't know. I think. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I think. I think I just try to just have, you know, have fun with whatever I do, and if it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, bring me, you know, joy or energy. I don't really like to do it. You know, I think that's. Wow. I think that's what I try and um, suggest to people who are doing anything creative or doing anything musical, like stick to what, you know, gets you excited, stick to what you'll, you know, want to do at three in the morning, three in the morning, whether or not someone's paying you to do it or, you know, just, just chase whatever makes you most excited. Yeah. I've, I've heard it said like, do what you're, what you catch yourself doing when you're supposed to be doing something else. Like, when you're working exactly. and you're fucking right, off, right, right. what are you doing? And maybe that's the thing you yeah. need to be. Jude. Which is exactly, that was exactly my first year of college because I, I went to uh, state school here in Tennessee and it was, it was fine. But I think after like a couple of weeks of being there, I realized that I was spending more time wanting to be home and doing the things that I was trying to be taught to do at school mm-hmm. already. So I was finding myself going home, not even studying, but just doing it. And I was like, well, Maybe this is something I need to, you know, consider just leaving. So did you split yeah, case in point? Did you leave? I did. After a year, I dropped out. Yeah. <laughs> so did you, did you ever like go to music school or? Um, well, define music school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where, where did the love of music begin for yeah. you? Um, well, I come from a loud, creative family. Um, mm-hmm. My dad and the, uh, 80s and 90s was in the music industry and um, was a songwriter and A&R guy and my mom's an author. Um, just came from a really creative family. First and foremost, there was always an outlet for creativity and, um, you know, chasing creativity was definitely encouraged and supported, which I just am so blessed by. Like, that's been such a perfect place for me to have come from. Um, and then, you know, grew up and playing in church a lot. Like, that was a huge, like, way for me to, you know, practice that that ability and have people encourage, you know, being in an encouraging yeah. environment, you know, people who kind of spur you on in that. And so that was huge for me. Um, but as far as lessons or like actual formal education, not really, I took piano lessons for three years and that was something that, um, was, that has re- really benefited me in my theory. I think if I have kids who want to do music, they'll have to start out on piano before they do anything quote unquote fun first, you know, they'll have to be piano. They'll have to learn the grand staff, have to learn theory. And so that really, uh, served me well, I think. Um, but no, I didn't really have any formal teaching. That's nuts, man. Like, no, hold on, let, let, let's back oh, up yeah. a second because we always do this, and I Shit. have to. We have to back up. It's your job. We know who you are. A lot of people do, but some of our listeners may not. So, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell people who you are. You know all that good stuff. And sure. Well, my name's Jude Smith. I'm 12, and I'm really cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Awesome. Oh. That was such a blessing, Jude. Thank you. For, thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right on, Mel. Mel set that up for oh, you. Perfect. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Out that, of the park. That was the best. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I guess I don't know how to how to top myself. that. I'm Jude. Um, 
Yeah, I'm Jude. I love to make um, music. Uh, I love anything 70s. Um, first and foremost, I consider myself an artist and a producer. So I love to write my own songs, play my own songs. Uh, but I also really admire guys like uh, Charlie Puth or uh, Tom Mesh, guys that are like writing their songs, playing it and recording and mixing it, you know, doing it all in-house. Um, so that's kind of you know what I've been doing the last few years is recording my own music, putting it out. But then um, also I found this like love for extracurricular content as far as like Instagram and Facebook goes, like releasing clips of like uh, guitar clips or collaborating with other musicians in a fun way that kind of meets the medium, which, uh, is so prevalent nowadays, which is just content and yeah. just shareable bits of music that you can kind of just send to people. Dude. Um, so that's been kind of a fun thing to get into. And, um, that's so, that's so huge again today. It's, I think it's something that more people should tap into. It's, um, but again, just, just having fun, man. I just love making songs, making music and, um, you know, spreading some joy through music. That that's what, I, that's one thing I love that you do. You've introduced not just learning about you, but you introduced us to so many other musicians mm -hmm. that you play with the rotating cool. cast. It's awesome to see that Yeah, yeah. kind of sends you down the wormhole of finding all these other artists and seeing what they do. So thank right. you for that too, man. You guys just oh, rotating yeah, cast of awesome. Like the, I was just listening to uh, funky mummy. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Out man. On the patio, oh. man. That one is yeah. jamming and all of all, yeah, everybody yeah. in that is just amazing musicians. Yeah, man. That Jude's room thing has been really fun because uh, a little bit about that. Um, you know, last year in March, I had that idea to um, this idea kind of got inspired by I don't know if you guys have heard of Scary Pockets out in L.A., but no. um, um, yeah, they're they are basically a community of musicians that anyone is welcome to join. You know, if, if you are in the L.A. area and, uh, you know, Ryan or, or Jack, uh, you get to, you know, if you get invited to come sit in on the sessions, basically you get to, um, you know, they do a lot of covers of old funk songs or even songs that aren't even funk songs. They'll turn it into a funk song. And it's just kind of this um, project where you can kind of take a song and put your own creative musicianship on it, kind of celebrating each musician um, and kind of getting to show them off. So I saw that and kind of started following them. And that inspired me last year to do that here in Nashville and kind of have a place, host a place where guys could come in um, and we could jam together, come up with something and then get to show them off and kind of shout them out. And, uh, and then COVID hit in March and it was like the worst time to ever, you know, debut something like that. Cause you're not supposed to be getting together. You're not supposed <laughs> yeah. to be hanging out. So I was like, crap, like, you know, it's God telling me that I shouldn't do this thing or whatever. Um, so I decided to just hold on to the videos till October for seven months. I just held on to them. I was like, man, like, when am I going to get to put this thing out? You know, I've shown off these guys and get to do more. And I decided in October, like I need to just do it because I think that's something we need right now. Like no one was posting anything musical. No one was doing any shows. No one was collaborating. Um, it still is kind of like that. It's January, 2021. And it still kind of feels like that, but um, yeah, I think it kind of proved to be a better debut than I could have imagined because it came at a time when people really missed that. Mm -hmm. So I debuted the Jude's room thing of getting to show off guys. And it was kind of refreshing to see, again after so many months of not having that so the jude's room thing has been you know a really special thing and i continue to i'm going to plan to continue to do it for a long time i think that's the that was the tipping point for me to reach out to you when so i'm going to back up a little bit something that you said you know you had been doing them and then we're waiting to put them out and it seemed like the right time in october it was so mm -hmm. perfect jude 
it did something. <laughs> it really, man, it did something for me. Like we were in this like chasm of no light at the end of the tunnel, as far as live music is yeah. concerned. And the feeling back in October was really dark. You know, the, the elections right. hadn't happened. Like there was just a lot of right. heavy heaviness. Yeah. And Definitely. seeing you having fun made me feel better. Dude, wow. Yeah, for real, man. <laughs> that is so great to hear because that is that is exactly what I was hoping it would do. And, you know, there were a few people who maybe commented, like, shouldn't you be social distancing or is this really the right thing to be doing or whatever? And, and you're going to have those people, I guess. But I really kind of felt my own conviction of like, this is something that needs to just come out. It's, so it's medicine. That's medicine, man. It, it, it really... In a, yeah, in a time where there's nothing that's too soothing or nothing that's like, uh, you know, just kind of consoling you to see laughter, that is something that, that we forget that that's medicine by itself, just the same way like mm-hmm. a good groove is medicine. So is a good mm-hmm. laugh, you know, and to see silliness and, you know, like hearing fresh sounds. <sighs> That's mm-hmm. important to your ears and to your soul. Like you just, right. you don't yep. want to hear the same old shit. Like just go <laughs> scrolling through and like everybody's mm-hmm. starving, you know? And then you like yeah. these videos, like Aaron's so right. The the silliness that, that to me, the fact that you said one of the first things you said was about having fun. And in my mm-hmm. life, that's, that's what I want. I want to remember that. I want to remember that I was able to have fun, that even if it, it was a chore or something that you had to do, you can have fun doing mm-hmm. it. And to not yep. only have fun, but to kick ass and groove and then do silly things. <laughs> and like with all these different people, that's hard to find somebody that wants to have such silly time. You know what I mean? All these different yeah. groups of people. So I, you know, again, thanks to, for you for putting out something that's so necessary right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I have never really considered that to be who I was. I think I grew up really admiring, you know, classic artists. Like, I mean, I'm a huge John Mayer fan, Okay. you know, huge, um, you know, I love like Steely Dan. Uh, That's such a huge jump right there. But like anything seventies and John Mayer is kind of the exception because he listened to all that stuff too. Right. Um, but I'm more of a fan of that really sophisticated, you know, uh, 70s, uh, 70s rock kind of mm-hmm. stuff like uh, love, Total. love uh, Bobby Caldwell, um, <laughs> love Kenny Loggins. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. Right. Uh, but you say you know, it in I've your kinda, music. I've always, <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I try to let that come out as much as I can, but I've always kind of considered myself to want to chase that route, you know, but right. I think the more that the Instagram thing has kind of taught me um, a little bit about myself in a way is that like, I do want to just have fun and I don't, you know, I kind of, I kind of was uh, unsure of the light that I was painting myself in as being like this energetic, you know, feel good, energetic, silly, you use the word silly kind of guy. I don't really consider myself to be that maybe, but like, I think as long as I'm having fun and doing, you know, doing what I enjoy, I think I'm starting to learn more about myself and who it is that I am as an artist. And, and, um, and, and in a way you can only, you can, you can understand who you you are as an artist, but you need um, consumers, listeners and fans and supporters to kind of remind you who you are and tell you who you are too. Mm -hmm. In a way, Um, I think that's the other half of the puzzle. That's been something I've been learning recently. You know, 
bring up a point there that like seeing yourself through the eyes of the people that listen to you and then also hearing the commentary, seeing the comments and all that stuff. I don't think it's mutually exclusive. Like you can have fun and still be serious. You can, you can be Mm -hmm. silly and still be technical. Like, and when I watch you, I see all of that. I see that dude, there's the, your chops are just intense and it's, it's, it's a real, <laughs> like, it's no, that, no, that is that's not what I would cute. say. But. That, that's like, you could tell that you've, you've studied and you've put in the work and you've, you followed a path that you set for yourself. And, and I, I mean, I'm a, a student of watching people play. That's what we love to do. I love music and live music. And yeah. so I can see that. And then also seeing the fun in it. And I think that's the thing that felt so good is like, wow, we can keep doing the, the things that we are passionate about and that we love and have a good time doing it. And it's still happening even in the midst of everything that's going on right now. I think that was like the the thing that like it was impressed on me by watching cool. what you're doing. Yeah. And yeah. Also the, the fact that it's light hearted and that, you know, silly, whatever, but it's, it's, it's happy. It's happy. <laughs> like, you know, like there's all kinds of energy, you know, even when we're like depressed or sad, that's energy also, but it's, it's more heavy energy. Mm-hmm. What you mm-hmm. do is jovial and it's light and mm. it's bright it's high right. you know and so that's mm. why i say silly and and serious and lighthearted and yeah. and and full it it brings this kind of um physical emo- emotion that right. right now is there's nothing to stimulate that and that's what's mm-hmm. going on and so um however you do it it's just such a fresh way you know well, and it, yeah. the thing I love, all three of us, you're, you're one of those two, we put on a clip here, whether it's a 30 second clip or a eight minute one within seconds, you got the, you're immediately you're hitting the chicken next, you know, <laughs> first, first couple notes and, and you, your body just starts and your neck starts going, you know, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. And, and then the video, people keep commenting. They're like, I'm going to send you a neck brace. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I well, my question this morning to Aaron was like, I wonder if he could really play just like not moving at all, like that funky and groovy, but you cannot move. You're not allowed to move or make <laughs> no any faces. Neck, yeah. <laughs> Can it I be mean, done? Like, I could, but here's the thing. Oh my gosh, and I could go on and on about this. But Do it. For, when I when I started growing a following on Instagram and people started destroying me for the faces that I would make. And like the movements that I would do, I, I got so insecure about it. I really Aww. did. Like it, it really got to the point where I really did. Like for, you know, a little bit, I was, I was talking to a buddy of mine. He was like, dude, screw those guys. Like you're just having fun, you know? Right. And uh, I was like, I mean, I knew he was right, but like, it still got to me. I wasn't, I didn't sure. have, you know, as thick of skin back then. And, um, but you know, like, I think, I think that's part of the playing is like not feeling inhibited. Part of what you're seeing in my face is, the fact that the same brain that's controlling the fingers is control is is controlling the whole body. It's it's a wow. it's a physical thing, you know. It's yeah. And it's I I always I often think of music being somewhere right up here in the eyebrows because it's like if I'm doing like a two major, I might go up here. <laughs> but if I'm doing like a two minor, I might be doing out down here, right. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can go on and on. Yes. But, um, well, I know what you mean because as a dancer, that happens to our body. 
your playing makes the like us move yeah. a certain way. Like when you're hearing R&B versus when you're hearing country, you're still going to move, but it's a different type of movement. Different and so eyebrows. You're different eyebrows. Right. <laughs> it when, and John eyebrows. Mayer. It really is. John Mayer has always done it. He still takes crap to this day a lot for the memes and yeah. stuff you see of him. And it's like, right. so what, man? You, I know. you rock. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, you know what, I have never gotten more response from a story than I did the time that I posted a snapshot of a guy who DM'd me and he said, bro, he's like, I really respect your playing and you're awesome, but dude, chill, chill the heck out with the faces, man. You look like an idiot or whatever. You know, he said that to me and, and I responded with the emoji of me going, you know, just like, like, whatever, dude, you know? And uh, I posted that screenshot of my response to that stupid, you know, statement. And, uh, and I got like probably half of my following replied to it. I was like, dude, screw that guy. Like, just, yeah. just keep doing what you're doing, you know? Dude, so, uh, it, it doesn't ta- bother me anymore. No, it takes a certain level of internal, um, courage to allow yeah. yourself to, to be whatever you're going to be and to show it right. candidly, no matter what. And that's, I think, a, a huge part of the appeal in watching you is mm-hmm. the truth that you bring to all of yourself, like your playing, your your face, your mm-hmm. clothing. Honestly, my favorite thing is you skipping out onto the balcony. And like, it was, <laughs> it just, I, that's when I like, I'm just like watching all these videos, but to see you being able to do that and bringing that, Gosh, Jude, you're, I mean, your parents, are they super like proud? What is going on with that? The, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what do they have to say? Oh, gosh. I mean, I love my parents. They've um, been so supportive and they've been the reason that I've been, I think, ambitious enough to assume that it's possible to make a career out of this. And mm. they have, you know, they're entrepreneurs in their own right. And, you know, again, my mom's an author. They're both pastors of a church here in uh, Nashville. So not only that, but my mom's an author, you know, uh, my dad, like I said, was in the music industry for years and, um, you know, managed artists and wrote songs. And, um, you know, they, to this day, they have so many cr- different crazy endeavors that they're going out and trying. So for me, it's just like, it's just normal, you know, yeah. so to get to grow up with a family like that and have that example, um, I've like been so thankful and, you know, I just try to uh, it's, it's not easy and nothing is easy, but no, I would rather, no. you know, struggle with something that I loved and was going to pursue whether or not I was getting paid, you know, or whether or not I'm getting sleep, you know? So again, they've, yeah, they've been such an amazing example and so supportive for sure. I know, I know what you're talking about with the, like having it ingrained in who you are. I grew up, my dad was a movie producer, director, writer, and my mom, cool. <laughs> my mom was a trapeze artist in the circus and, uh, Wow. So like <laughs> doing something entertainment wise was just normal. You know what I mean? It just, right. it's part right. of who I was and, and knowing the ins and outs of it just through osmosis of being alive and being around them was something that I just soaked up and didn't even know that I was soaking that stuff up. But once we started right. doing this, I realized that like, my entire life path led up to this point and all that stuff was being used in this. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the things that I was wondering about before I was, we were going to call you is like watching the professionalism of what you put out. Is that you doing all the editing and putting all the clips together, man? 
<laughs> it is. Yeah. What? So uh, can I, I hire you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he was wondering. Oh God, that's yeah. amazing. I was like, Jude's not um, gonna say yes. He's got his own stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I. So it all stems back to when I was probably ten, uh, eleven, or twelve. My older brother, uh, Julian, he uh, had a YouTube following that was huge in the early days of YouTube. He was one of the biggest pioneers of YouTube being a career back wow. in about 2008, 2009. And uh, so I grew up really, you know, watching him. And obviously, he's my older brother. So he was he's always been a mentor and example to me. Um, so I grew up, you know, watching him do that and following in his footsteps, being like 11 or 12, thinking I wanted to do that, you know, so. I started making my own dumb videos with my camcorder and wasn't nearly as professional as his, but I started to develop a love for that and would put up dumb sketches on YouTube myself. And then when I got to be about 17 or 18, I realized that music was the thing that I was most passionate about. And uh, I still had this um, enjoyment and um, skill for video editing and, and content, but it wasn't necessarily like the passion that it, music was. It definitely became in the later years, but I had this ability to, to make content and I actually worked with Julian for a bit and, uh, you know, worked on things like thumbnails, things like titles, like what are those things that's going to get someone to click on something or watch for, you know, that long. So I got to kind of understand that whole game and get that experience under my belt. And I think that served me well when in 2019, I started to get into uh, the Instagram content thing mm -hmm. uh, just through friends of mine that I collaborated with and learning how that worked. And I started to see like, ah, okay, so this music I'm starting to put out on, you know, Spotify and the music I'm putting out on, on Instagram, how can I use my, my knowledge of video and content and the medium that I talked about earlier, just, it's so prevalent nowadays that people just scrolling through their phones. How can I use that being the thing nowadays to um, get someone to see what I'm doing, you know? And I don't think I necessarily, it wasn't like some master plan that I thought out like, aha, I'm going to do this and this <laughs> is going to work. I think it just, I think it worked because I enjoyed doing it. And I think mm -hmm. that's why I try to stress, you know, for what it's worth, just enjoy what you do and chase that, you know, right. because you're going to only get better and better at that thing that you really enjoy doing. And hopefully it's something that aligns with your passion, your natural ability, and, uh, you know, your ethic to just keep going at it. If all those three things can align, then I think you'll, you know, stumble onto something great. But anyway, the video kind of, the video kind of, uh, ended up supporting, I think, the, the music in the long run. And I've kind of seen it as a tool that uh, is not necessarily making me, I don't want to be like a video editor by any means, but I definitely have that knowledge of having done it for so many years and I can assist my passion of music with it. Dude, so. it's you do an amazing job. Yeah. It seems like it's just another Thanks, part of man. An, uh, like an extension of your playing. Mm hmm now knowing that you do your own editing because i was saying to aaron earlier i was like gosh whoever does his editing it's amazing because like you would have to know what your what every content is in order to put these things together so yeah it makes sense it, 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 it explains it totally yeah makes sense and yeah as a craft that's it's it's fantastic that's that's what i was gonna ask like yeah you, thank you you mentioned earlier that you're you write you play you produce you edit I mean, when you're playing as opposed to producing, is it hard for you to switch gears from one to the other? Is there, is there one of those aspects that you enjoy more? Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I don't, um, I see them each as, you know, if 
whatever it is, if, if the content say is the song, if you can kind of relate it to like a song, mm-hmm. then the editing is the, the laying the drums down and the, uh, the filming is putting the guitar down. It's all mm-hmm. these things that end up becoming this thing. And I almost see them as separate like instruments of like, how can it, the goal is the outcome, you know, and these things, these separate processes are just the different instruments, you know, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I think, I enjoy the, all the whole process as much as, you know, enjoying just listening back to it. So, you know, there definitely is, it's hard when you're the only one doing it because you can get lost in, in being so zoomed in on something that you kind of can lose sight of what's going on. But I enjoy, I guess, if you're asking about, um, are you asking about music or, or content necessarily? Produce, like what process I enjoy more? Producing music and writing and producing. Music. I, I, I think I enjoy the um i just enjoy when i'm that sweet spot of when i've written the song and i'm putting the tracks together and then i can start to feel i've written i, I journal quite a bit mm-hmm. and i and i'll and i'll log today i worked on this song and uh it's it just became something today mm-hmm. that sweet spot of when it becomes something more than the sum of its parts you know like i have the, the chords and the lyrics and everything but today like i finally got it to a point where it's now it's, it's moving. It's like alive, you know? So it's not just, you know, this different instruments together. It's, it's now becoming this thing that you can feel and this emo- it, you know, it conveys an emotion. I think that's my favorite spot is when, mm. when you're working on a track and everything that you've done up to that point starts to now re-inspire you, you know, Ooh, you're trying to inspire this thing to become something, but then now it's like, Oh wow. It like just made me tear up a bit or made me just smile or made me laugh or whatever. You know, I was just, gonna... um, I think that's my favorite part. It's just that sweet spot. I was just wow. going to tell you that, man, like <clears throat> yesterday, just yesterday, uh, uh, we did a, a swap cast with another podcast a couple of months ago and they, they just released their version of it. And I listened back to it yesterday and obviously it's us interviewing each other, but I'm listening and like hearing what we said, I'm sitting here and I teared up and I had that mm. feeling of like, whoa, that was us. Like we said that, (laughs) you know what I mean? That wasn't somebody else. That was us. And there is something really special in that moment when the, some of the parts come together like that and the the creator can feel it. Like the person that made the thing is like now, Oh my God. And right. Those moments are, are at least in podcasting are few and far between, but in playing, I would imagine that that happens quite a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's, I think that really is the most about creating any is, is you, and I can almost, I, I don't know what it's like to have kids, but like, I can almost imagine that it's something like that, that you like birthed this thing and then it comes back and like does something for you, you know? Mm. Um, and I'll someday know what that's like, you know, to have kids, but I think it's something, it's gotta be something like that, that it comes back around and it re-inspires you. It's like the cyclical thing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's so much fun. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. In where we're at right now as, as like a country, humanity, you know, we're in a really weird place with everything that's going on. And, I know for us, like music has always been an outlet for cutting loose, for healing, for, you know, 
celebrating and a, a, a lot of different things that we use music for. It's therapy for us. But mm-hmm. I, I've realized that like during everything that's gone over, on on for the past year, that that has changed for me, that it's become something else. And um, it's even more vital, even more important, even more part of who I am than it was before. And I, I wonder mm. for you, because you're a creator of that thing, has the approach to how you're creating the music changed due to the circumstance that we're in? Uh, gosh, um, I'd certainly say yes. I, I have found my, I found myself just in the last year, you know, and I've been encouraged the more that I've heard other creators and other friends of mine say that they've been going through the same thing. They feel like I've had all this time at home. Why the heck can't I write songs? Why the heck do I feel so uninspired? So depressed or whatever. Right. Um, again, you know, I think part of that's just life, you know, no one expected this crazy year, you know, 2020 to happen. And, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> for me, one thing that I have learned, um, I'd say two things. One, the first, you got to take, you got to take care of yourself. Like don't, you know, place your health and well being over your productivity, uh, or don't place your productivity over your health and well being of like, I've got to get this song out. Like, you know, I think that for me, I've tried to just take care of the artist inside first, take care of the creative inside. And then, you know, once you're, once you're healthy enough to get back to, to creating again, then that's when you're going to come out with stuff that you're most proud of, I think. Mm. But two, there is something to be said and it totally contradicts what I just said, but there is something to be said for in those moments of, um, you know, pushing through, pushing through that hard, that hard stuff that feels like it's inhibiting you. And, um, I, in July, I think I was recording this song that for three days I was working on and it just sucked. I was, was like putting it down. I was like, man, like I was every step of the way, the structure, the structure didn't feel right. And I was like, ah, okay. Like I was, felt like quitting on a Monday. Tuesday finally got the structure right, but then we put the the bass drums and uh, roads down, and it was like ah, this is all right. Still kind of sucked. I thought about quitting that day. Next day I woke up, got it right. Okay, so then Wednesday now the mix came along, and I was working on the mix. And I was like ah, still kind of sucks. I nearly quit for the third time. Like I was like this song is destined to fail. Like it's just not gonna work probably. But then I finally uh, just after just kept pushing through it, it kind of became something, like I said, like when I'm writing down a journal, like my journal, the song started to become something today. It started mm-hmm. to, it started to walk on its own, put horns down on it. And I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, okay, this is feeling pretty cool. And I finally got excited about it again. And uh, that's its own, I think wisdom in itself is just like, just keep going. You know, like if, mm-hmm. if you love the song enough, like sometimes the ones that are harder to birth or get out are the ones that are more special. Mm-hmm. And, um, the song that I'm talking about isn't out yet, but it's something I'm really excited to release uh, here soon. And, um, it ended up becoming probably one of my favorite things that I recorded in, in 2020. Wow. And, um, yeah, so it, but you know, it completely contradicts what I said in the beginning, but I, I think there is something to be said for in those moments where if you believe enough in an idea, you just have to keep pushing for it. I mean, you know, like I said earlier too, I'd rather, there's nothing else I'd rather struggle in than music. Right. I mean, I think you're going to struggle at any job you do, anything you pursue. And if, if it has to be with me struggling over a song idea, I think that's a pretty fun life. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah I'd take that. So, you, you said something that so, I want to go back to, man. You, you said taking care of the artist inside. And 
in the circles that we come from and we run in, that is not normal. Like hard partying, long nights, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. And it's really become apparent that taking care of your head and mental health are super important, especially. Yeah, now. man. Yeah. And I'm just curious, what does that mean for you? Like taking care of the artist inside you mentioned journaling. And I know yeah. that that's something that is super helpful to get yeah. the, the feelings out. But what are some of the ways that you do that for yourself? Separate. It separate. is separate. Wow. Ooh, you made it to the middle. Congratulations. Uh, right a little on. sip of something, stretch a minute, whatever. Whatever what suits you. Well, what's going to suit you, Apple? Uh, what's going to suit me is probably having some defined premium, premium cannabis, cannabis during separate. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you want to, if you are in the area up here in Portland, we have two locations. One in Hillsboro, where I am at. Monday through Friday, and then we have our cute little shop out in Forest Grove to serve that. It community. is a cute little shop. It is a cute little shop. It's more like a little boutique shop. It totally so, is. But if you are confused by this ever changing, crazy world of cannabis, mm. I am, and I work in it. There's new products and stuff coming out all the time. There's new medicines. There's your CBG, your CBN, and everybody knows about CBD. But there's always new things coming out come out we will take our time we will help educate you help you find the medicine that you need for whatever ails you so if you come out make sure to mention that you yeah. are a listener of no simple road because guess what 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 if you do that you will get 10 percent off your purchase 10% off and weed? the first time you'll get a free t-shirt and if you Ooh. come into the hillsborough location monday through friday apple will come out of the back dressed like a ha- cannabis leaf and he will find himself in the case, and he will match you with the perfect cannabis product for your life. I will. So there's two locations, like we we're saying, one in Hillsboro, one in Forest Grove. Make sure you let them know that you are part of the No Simple Road family. You're going to get, what? 10% off. And, and uh, the first visit, you'll get a free t-shirt. But make sure you mention each time you come in, because we will continue to give you that 10%, 10% off, off for being a shopper. And then when you get home and you're nice and baked or relaxed or whatever, you go to shoptourbus.com online wow. or at shoptourbus on Instagram and you're going to hook yourself up. Okay, first of all, let's get this straight. It's Mother's Day. It's, it's Mother's coming Day. Up. It's springtime. It's time to air out the closet, refresh your wardrobe. With these bright, beautiful designs yeah, that man. they have. And what's and the new? Comfortable. Help it's on such the way. comfortable material. Yeah. Help on the way is the new one coming out next week in hoodies, tees. It's like this beautiful, brilliant yellow with an awesome truck and cute little stuff in the bed. What, yeah, what kind of VW the is that, Apple? Do you know? Uh, I don't remember what they're called. I had a friend that had one. They're, it's, it's like a flatbed. It's like a pickup kind of. You'll have to go over there and look at the design. It's a pickup, and the sides, like, folded down. It was kind of like more a utility one. They were Very dope. rare. Uh, it's a dope design. And Shop Tour Bus is not just doing, like, you know, Grateful Dead-inspired designs on the T-shirts. They are also totally sending unique. this stuff to you in a unique, one-of-a-kind, hand-designed box with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside, a bunch of extras with your purchase, and... Some lucky few are going to get a real live Grateful Dead cassette bootleg miracle to them with their purchase. So when you do go there and you put in the promo code No Simple Road, you get free shipping and you might get miracled. So you never know. This is like magic, fun, intention, love, and the Grateful Dead family all coming together to send you something special. So go to 
shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Put in the promo code No, no Simple, Simple Road. Road. Get your free shipping. Wait to see if you got a, a miracle or not, and you get your cool stuff. And your no wardrobe. matter what happens when you open that box, the intention just like smacks you. It does. Well, it smacks you nicely. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Well, yeah, nice Skaplack. Yeah. One little skaplack. Slow wake up. Like, You're hey, like, ooh, look what you did for yourself. Ooh, well, lights are going down. You guys. Oh, shit. Okay. Separates almost to over. talking for now. Shoptourbus.com. Yeah, man. Well, first and foremost, man, like I have a relationship with God, and you know, I, I spend time in prayer daily, and getting His Word, like that's a big part of it for me. I really have found like real tangible peace in that, and having a community of people around me that believe the same, like that's a real thing. Um, I think more than most people know, really. But um, that's been my first and foremost um, since I was a little kid. Like I said, my parents are pastors, so. Right. Um, you know, that's, that's definitely like first in my heart to, um, journaling. It is such a great thing. You know, like I love to just process my emotions and process what I've gone through. And, um, I've been journaling every day since 2015. So if wow. I ever get convicted Holy of a murder smokes. at any day, I got so, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but where'd you get that, yeah, so that been, habit from, um, um, I honestly stumbled onto it to be, um, yeah. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Um, I think I have always really liked memories and holding on to things that I'm going to love looking back on in life. And I think journaling became this thing that I can kind of, you know, hold on to, even if some days, if it's just like, hey, mode, showered, blah, you know, kind of day. Yeah. I at least like to look back and be like, what was I doing three years ago today? And I started, to, the more I did it, the more I kind of fell in love with being able to look back and uh, see pro- not only progress, but see, um, you know, something that I can like show my kids someday and, yeah. you know, have stories to tell. And so I think the more I did it, the more valuable it became. So that makes sense. But, man. you know, with the, with, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say one thing that we do, we started doing this, the, you know, no simple road, like, uh, three years ago, three and a half, it's been very helpful in creating a timeline of our life because time can get away from you and trying to remember. We all do that. Like, oh, it was a year ago. Wait, year and a half. Was it two years ago? Nope. Pull up the, now, pull up yeah, the interview. It, it's, yeah, now we can <laughs> right. pull it up and it kind right. of keeps us in on, on track. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, all that to say, like, you know, in 2020 and even the first bit of this year, it's definitely been – a test you know a test of like all those things that i just mentioned like you know do those really work and you know it has for me it's been the wildest 13 months of my life and uh i feel feel like in a way i've not been as productive as i've wanted to be but i I think that's probably true for a lot of people and uh one thing that i know is true is that there's plenty more time you know like music is one of the most important things in my life but it is not the most important thing in my life i think the most important things are you know, God and my family. And, uh, you know, I, I gotta have those intact. I gotta have those, um, you know, with me at all times. So, you know, I think that's this past 13 months has been a huge, 
uh, a huge lesson for me to learn that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's been, that's been really great. And I'm, I'm excited to look back on this time once it's all way behind me and be like, wow, like that time sucked, but it was definitely, it definitely made me, you know, what, what I am now. And I'm looking forward to being in that. Um, still not quite out of it yet. You know, I don't think we yeah. all are quite out of this whole thing yet, mm-hmm. but, uh, once we get through it, we'll see the fruit of what this whole time has been. Jude, so. it's crazy so to true. hear you say that you feel like you haven't been as productive as you could be It from, from a spectator standpoint. It's it's a this onslaught of content, man. It's it's all the time. Like I'm like, yeah. when does this guy sleep? How does he ever eat? Like I would be. I if, don't. I really don't. <laughs> I am a robot. No. Yeah. Producing that much content, I, that was one of the things I wanted to ask too. But you you already answered it. Yeah. Like, are you proud of how much you've done during all of this? And and it's so weird that as human beings that we're like that, like everybody else is going, man, you know, you're running 500 miles an hour and you're like, yeah, but I could have done 515. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's crazy that that you can put that much wonderful content out and still feel like you could have done more. Yeah. I think, you know, it's funny because I've had people comment that on my year, my year end post, it was like December 31st. And I was like, I I didn't feel like I'd, done as much as I wanted to this year, or, or I don't know if I said that exactly, but someone, someone complimented me on having been as productive as I had been Prolific. in a year like 2020. Yeah. And, and I remembered thinking like, what the heck? Like, I'm glad you think that, but I definitely don't feel like that because, um, I think that's just a glimpse into me is I'm never really happy with what I've done. And, and I like that about myself. I think in ways like I beat myself up, but I don't mind because it <laughs> can only you know make me better and more productive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's unhealthy to a certain extent, but I do, I don't, I wouldn't wish that away if I could. Um, but yeah, I definitely had, you know, certain plans for myself in 20. It didn't happen, but again, like I should just join the club cause that was everybody. Um, <laughs> but you know, for me, I, I think it all stems from this video that Jackson, he had an interview of someone asked him, this was like post thriller post bad. Okay. And he was, he was like already like Michael Jackson m- minus, you know, the last two, three records that he did. He, someone asked him, this girl asked him, she was like, are you, are you, and looking back and he, <laughs> Shit. he answers, he's like, no, not really. and I'm like, wow, if Michael Jackson feels that way, then like, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm not comparing myself to Michael Jackson here, but I'm just saying like, if, no. if that guy doesn't feel content in what he he's done, then I may never feel content in what I've done. You know? <laughs> um, so that was, that was something I kind of, I get perspective. I kind of gained watching that back and he's inspired me in so many ways, but um, yeah, I think I've, I'll, I always want to do more, but at the end of the day, you only have so much time and I'm willing to let that, uh, what do I call it? Just that kind of disgust for mediocrity kind of fuel me and be like, no, I want to keep doing more. I want to keep doing more. And, um, you know, I, I think maybe I can, maybe it sounds like I'm talking a lot, but like, I, I, I try to, I try to, you know, live that as much as I can and, and try to do as much as I can. And I, I always fall short, but I think the result is, is always that I reach a little higher than maybe I would have if I had been like, yeah, that was pretty good. You know. No, yeah. That well that's that's how we get excellence, right? Yeah. Jude, you were raised right. You know, you got your priorities in order and the fact that you have that hunger is 
like blessing countless people. Mm. You, it's true. Like <laughs> you shouldn't be happy with just good enough. Everybody can do just mm-hmm. good enough, but you're, you're topping the treetops of extraordinary with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't feel like you're there yet, but it's, it's a, you're there, you know, and you're just going to get uh, more there. You. That's that's what it is. Like you're just gonna have more, more there, there more excellence, more. It's it's not a cap. It's not a destination. You're just gonna continue to put out good stuff because that's what's going on in your heart and in your spirit. Mm-hmm. And you know that's yeah. a that's a beautiful thing. We talked to a, another um, YouTube uh, uh, guy the other day, and he does reaction videos, and we we're just hearing his story, and you know, just by doing your natural inclination, your, your passion, you're putting out these, um, bits of gems out into the world that people stumble upon now and forever that can put them in an instant good mood or make them smile or make Make them them bob their neck, make them bob their neck, make them, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, like make them pick up an instrument that they never thought they could. And so I wonder for you, is that ever in your thought that, you know, you're this, cause you, I saw, I saw you talking about your pedals too. Like you're a teacher as well as, you know, clearly a creator. So mm-hmm. does that cross your mind when you're putting out content ever that, you know, sure. f- for generations to come, people are going to see this and, and may have some kind of no grand pressure. impact. <laughs> sorry. Can you guys hear me? Oh, sorry, Jude. Like uh, it, it kind froze. of, it, it froze yeah, for froze a little out. bit. Yeah, I, I think I got the gist of your question, though. Yeah. Uh, we can just keep going. Um, well, I appreciate you calling me a teacher and uh, not calling me what the truth is, which is I'm just a nerd. Which is a geek. <laughs> I love to geek out on stuff. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I learned a lot yeah, from those learned- pedals. <laughs> Little Indian. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's right. That's great. Um, yeah, I honestly think the the most accomplished you can feel is when – you are over at a friend's house or you witness someone playing your song or whatever it is, sharing your content, sharing your creativity in their own private space and out of their own volition. Like, like if you, if you make it onto their playlist that they want to play in their living room or they on their, on their drive to uh, go to the lake, you know, like they're, they're going to hang out with friends. They want to play your song. Like that is like the the most coveted real estate. I think in creativity is like when someone invites you to their life and they want to, take something that you've made and make it part of their life. Like wow. not, they're not, not yeah. just them doing you a favor or, you know, trying to shout you out or trying to help you out, but like they welcome what you've done into their life. Like, I think wow. that is just the best, most accomplished feeling. And I'm thankful to have, I mean, more, the ones that I, the ones that mean the most are people I personally that are close friends of mine. And I see that and I'm like, wow, like I think those are the hardest not that I'm calling them fans, but those are the hardest peach, you know, it's like your, yeah. your family, like, of course they want to just shout you out cause they love you and personally know you. But like when you see them listening to it, that's the biggest accomplishment, you know? And, um, so I think for me, um, yeah, I didn't, you know, I've, I think I always, I think most people have big impact and, and, and ways, like I said earlier, like I still like, don't have much impact as I would want to, but, um, you know, I, it's the little, the little that I've been given right now, I've really been enjoying being able to, to, to use and, and 
talk to people in a way that I would want to be talked to. If I looked up to a guitar player and he was talking to me this way, I'd be like, wow, like, oh yeah, like tell me more about that. You know, and having that perspective of what would I want my hero to tell me and just trying to, you know, put out stuff like that. Me and my friend had this thought one day, we were like, if Chris Martin from Coldplay, which I'm a huge fan of, if Chris Martin was in front of you at Subway or if he was behind you at Subway and he said, hey man, he's like, nice, nice, like sub choice. I like that. I would melt my, my life would be, I'd be like, dude, Chris Martin loves my sub. He loves my sub. And I would tell everybody and uh, I'm not comparing myself to Chris Martin again, but like, you know, just if you have a little bit of influence, like make it go a long way. Damn. And um, wow. so, cause you, you have that ability to brighten someone's day or, you know, encourage them and music aside, I think like that's something that comes with a lot of responsibility. So um, I see it in that way. Um wow. And again, I'm a nerd and I'm a geek first, so I love to talk about it. And I'm glad that I have an audience who wants to geek out with me and talk about stuff like that. So Yeah, when I walked out, I saw Mel watching you go over your <laughs> pedal board. And I was like, Melanie's watching Jude do, go over his pedal board? Like, she, <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it, but it's, it's true. It's like, it's very, it. it's yeah. very approachable. And well, like, just, you're you're making everything interesting. Yeah. You're, that's why I was, um, the editing is... I keep going back to that because the way that you edit the videos is what is like what what draws me in. Yeah. Like even your clothes, like there's something it's you, because it was like, is it 1995? Is that the year that you were born? It is. Yeah. When's your birthday, Jude? September 5th, 9595. It's an easy birthday to remember. 9595. Wow. Very special. Yeah. My daughter, like I said, she was born in 95 and she grew up in a all arts, um, you know, school and she's an actress and a model. All her friends were either, you know, musicians. She's married to a musician and it's always been very close in our life. And the way that they find ways to create with each other and to collaborate uh, never ceases to amaze me. There's always such a, a lot of the musical influences um, your generation have had uh, is a lot of the stuff that we listen to. Yeah, like you guys were listening to it because of your parents a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And then so to right. see you guys play with the music from back then in your own style. Take it further. Yeah, yeah. it just, it blows my mind because I, I was one oh, of my favorite awesome. things about the type of music that you play is like that disco background. I love that background. Yes. Oh, oh my, my God. gosh. Yes. Oh, can it. we talk about that for 20 minutes? Because that is my favorite thing. <laughs> like, and it, somehow oh, you, you work yeah. it into like everything you do, which I love. Never stop doing it. But yeah, like it's very <laughs> interesting how you um your generation picks up on those classics and brings it further into mm-hmm. this new time yeah it's great yeah yeah i think you know it's all you know, really it's special music i mean that era of music in the 70s and for my for me it's like 75 to like 81 mm-hmm. and then or 82 maybe you know there's and then after that reverb and, and got crazy in the 80s was what it was but um <laughs> and i still love the 80s but definitely my my pocket of music is like right there in that late 70s era but um yeah i just love uh you know nile rogers his guitar playing you know with like a uh, la freak freak out you know and um just, there's something about that that kind of rang true for me. very percussive I grew up playing drums first, mm. actually, and I didn't pick up the guitar until I was about 12. 
So, you know, for this percussive kind of playing, it was almost like a drummer was playing guitar, you know? <laughs> so um, I can play, I can play both and having, having a knowledge of those two, I think that kind of just fit well for me to have, you know, been inspired by a guy like Niall Rogers. And um, also, um, you know, Daft Punk was another huge, mm. that was a huge record for me, the Random Access Memories album. Oh yeah. Um, because they, Niall Rogers was on that. Like they, they was, that was their tip of the hat to that era of music with like disco and um, you know, get lucky. And, yes. uh, there's so many great tracks. I and mean, the first track, the first track on that album, give life back to music changed my life. Oh, and I can't, uh, gosh, I can't forget, you know, George Benson too. George uh, one of my, you well, know, probably, probably one of my, probably my biggest guitar inspiration, but you know, him too, he has that very, the groove like Harvey Mason on drums. Um, and just, you know, George Benson's playing like it, I've started to realize that there was something about all these different ingredients that I really liked. And, um, it was just that it was just good groove and good pocket. You know, you mentioned mayor a little while ago and I, I I'm curious mm-hmm. about something as a fan of John Mayer. Um, what was your opinion on him going with dead and company? To be honest, I yeah. know I'm going to probably get a lot of, no, dude, I, that's this, why I, asked. I didn't, I haven't listened to dead and company very much. Um, so, I mean, like, honestly, I was probably, I'm probably of that camp of people who started to get to know dead and company a little bit more there. Mm-hmm. and, um, they haven't really followed along with it very much. I, um, I, I will say like my inspiration from John Mayer is like it, I've taken a lot from him, mm-hmm. but I also am like trying not to be one of those guys that like shows up to a gig and like plays the John Mayer lick. Cause like, that's a very specific mm-hmm. kind of guitar player you know like i'm definitely inspired by what he did and it still does but like i always want to do it in my um flavor if i can you yeah. know and just take from totally. that ingredient and do something new with it um you know what he he's a he's a legend and love what he does as far as as far as the uh, dead and company stuff like i don't know i haven't really um uh, followed along with it too closely um but man i mean john mayer's you know his born and raised album was huge for me, uh, that's kind of surprising for some people to hear because um, you would think Continuum or, you know, one of his earlier right. records, but uh, Born and Raised for me was like, I loved it because of its innocence and its genuineness. And uh, you could tell he's he was just laying it out there. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, I screwed up. This is who I am. And that's like the, the truthfulness of that album was what I think really inspired me more than any guitar lick could, you know? Right. And uh, yeah. So, but yeah, love John Mayer. He's, oh. he's inspired me so much. Shout out to John Mayer. Sure. Yeah, it's it's yeah, funny. Yeah, for you, sure, you're you're not in the minority in the camp of people that found out about Dead and Company from Mayer. That's a it's a huge. It it caused a wave in in our it really did, in yeah. our scene. It, it it brought life back to it in a lot of ways. So I'm really grateful to him for that, and and uh, mm-hmm. exposed an entire generation of people that would have never seen the music had it not been for him and you know you you've talked a lot about the the 70s music and uh the inspiration of it for you i'm gonna ask you kind of a silly question but whatever if you could pick one album that that was the only album that you could pull from that time period what would it be gosh can i pick three (laughs) <laughs> okay I'll, I'll let you pick two okay we'll do two okay two two okay two 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 um 
gosh, man. You know, it's going to be funny because like, they're not exactly what I do, mm -hmm. but two biggest that come right, you know, to my head and I guess might as well just say them is uh Breezen by George Benson uh and um Asia by Steely Dan and I think for those two you know the two the reasons why for those two would be just Breezen the musicianship and the the spirit of it it's very feel-good music when you listen to Breezen have you guys heard it yeah oh yeah yeah so like the first track it's just I remember listening to Breezen for the first time and my room, it came on and there's this big orchestral string intro. And then uh, the drums come in at about probably 30 seconds in, something like that. And uh, I remember hearing and being like, wow, awesome. It was like, I had never heard anything like that before. I, I can't really explain it, but it, it like, it was this aha moment for me. And the things that I took away from that record were the spirit behind his playing. Because if you know anything about George ben Benson or seen interviews of him or seen him live, he is so joyful mm -hmm. and uh optimistic he seems like mm -hmm. i've never like met him but he just seemed like this this feel good guy and that spirit comes out in his music right. and that's something i've been learning lately is is people's spirit comes out in their music and yes. you can feel it uh, and um now the asia steely dan record like is so awesome for me because it's just like musical <laughs> it's almost like the pinnacle of recording and chord progressions it's like how did you think of that chord progression that's insane first off and not only just that you could make a chord progression like that but it it's not just this heady chord progression uh that they'll do it, it's something that's like wow that just created a shape that i didn't know could exist and they did it because they did this you know flat seven over one to flat six over flat seven kind of thing and it's like that is so weird i would never have thought of that but it just made this thing that i can feel and I get what they're trying to say. And, and it was the weirdest recipe. And that probably doesn't make any sense, but no, no it totally uh, makes um, sense. I get it. It's yeah, one I of think, my favorites. <laughs> it is one of my favorites. Yeah. It is my go-to yeah, in the man. kitchen. Anytime I'm cooking, that's I put on Steely Dan and they're like, Oh, Apple's cooking. <laughs> yeah, man. And I think the, another huge thing I learned from that album is, is pickiness and um, excellence because the, it's they're notoriously they were notoriously picky and they wanted perfection and oh. um, they had an, they had an idea in their mind and they had all the players came through and they stopped at nothing spared no expense and getting exactly what they wanted and they had 12 so they had 12 something like 12 before they found the 13th guy and he finally got it right you know i can't remember how many guys but you know they just stopped at nothing it became um wreck it was it its government in the 70s as a piece of u.s national history because it was that influential in our culture right. uh that it was recognized by the government to be a, a national piece of art wow. and i was like wow <laughs> that is amazing that you know that that amount of work can have that kind of amount of can have that amount of uh, impact on culture and a nation so wow um but yeah i just love those two dudes they're you know just weird quirky dudes who stopped at nothing to get what they want to do. That was a hell of an answer for yeah. off the yeah. cuff. Like, yeah. boom, you knew <laughs> right then and there. Um, yeah. I can talk all day about that album, man. I love it. I, I know every word, every group. Oh, it's so good. I love finding stuff like that, that like I get to geek out on that way. And that it like inspires yeah, me to, totally. to do my thing in a different way that I never thought of before. I'm like, Oh, the first time I heard, um, 
the Duncan Trussell Family Hour podcast was was a little bit like that for me. Like, oh wow, this guy is really out there, really professional, really funny, mm-hmm. and just is just laying his life out there for everybody to hear. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, and and okay, right. cool. So yeah, I get it. <laughs> So well, one, I just got to say, we go back to Steely Dan for a second because we've. <laughs> that I love it because it was to me. It was one of those things. You know, I'm old. I'm 51. I grew up Steely Dan. My dad listened to in the 70s. That's where I got it. We've talked to a lot of younger musicians where Steely Dan is a big. They cite Steely Dan as a big influence. I always looked at it, you know like dad rock. And I'd, I'd, I'd play it like more quiet. Like I'd go off and listen to Steely Dan by myself because it wasn't really the coolest. But to hear that being such an inspiration sure. to younger generation is to me just makes Gosh. me feel so good because those guys are amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, I really can't explain it. Um, it is. It's weird, heady music, and there is just something inherently special and. Uh, just amazing about how beautifully crafted it was. And I think it won a Grammy for uh, best engineered record of the year that year in 78, 77. Uh, It's just, yeah, it's just insane. For me, when I think about that album, it's like near perfection. Yeah. Wow. So clean. Well, I was going to go down another road. I know one of us was going to bring it up eventually. We're just going to talk for a second because one, one of my favorite collaborations that I've seen you do is with a we, oh. we become friends with him over the years had him on the show a couple times daniel donato your nemesis oh, yeah, your daniel. nemesis <laughs> on the other guitar <laughs> Dude, that, cos- that cosmic crust video when aaron showed me that why he came out and just hand me the phone was like watch this i was just cracking up every time i watch that i crack up and you you, re- you remind uh, me and i think them too a lot of daniel we've talked to him many times just that bright, friends with them yeah bright spirit. he's so close with his family he's there in nashville very inspirational cool. I'm, I'm just wondering do you guys you know that's one thing I can't wait to see once live music to see you two playing. There's like that nine minute clip of you guys just going back and forth. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till mm-hmm. I get to see you guys live. Cause that's just like a goosebump inspiring yeah. thing. I'm just wondering if you guys are, have a, have a close friendship, kinship or anything or. Yeah, we do. We, uh, over the last few months, we've, we've definitely been hanging more. We've become good friends. He, um, was someone that I knew of back in 2000, 16 15 or 16 um i it's funny we met at an open mic in nashville and he went up and uh played his song ripped on guitar sang and i was like afterward i went up to i was like dude that was incredible you know we talked for a little bit i played my song whatever and we we parted ways and i think he had a pretty big following even at that point um so i I, you know i followed him kept up with him for a few years and then in 2019 um I, I started collaborating with more people around town, kind of started growing my following and uh, started befriending a lot of mutual friends of me and Daniel. And uh, so we, we kind of had more opportunities to kind of run into each other. And we, we both kind of knew that we were someone we had met, you know, years ago, uh, but weren't really friends. And in uh, about 2020 or was it 2020 or 2019, somewhere around there, we got coffee caught up and I, uh, I told him that it'd be cool to do some content at some point together. And it, didn't really turn out for probably about a, another year later. Um, you know, we kind of just kept in touch and then we, 
Um, I think we linked up at NAM, which is the video you were talking about of us jamming at NAM back in January of 2020. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just again, hung out a little bit more and just each like several months in between, we'd hang a little more, hang out a little bit more and became a little closer. And, and then the last time we, we got together recently, uh, we got together, we're actually working on a song right now together. Oh, wow. And, uh, we had, we had, we had, sir, we had six hours to write, but we talked for four and a half hours. Yeah. We just wow. talked. It was great. It was so awesome. He's, and, uh, I felt so much more fulfilled after that, like four hours, four and a half hours of talking than we didn't get anything done. <laughs> uh, I felt so much more fulfilled by that than, you know, any song, the song we're working on, it's really great. We're excited for it. And, but yeah, Daniel come really, you know, just, you know, his, his playing is amazing and his creativity is, is amazing, but he's a, he's a great friend first and foremost. That's awesome. Right yeah. He's, he's a, that's great. A, Part of the No Simple Road family, man. He, his mom's even a fan great. of ours. Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His mom's—they're awesome. they're awesome people. Okay, so before we go, I want to ask you a non-music related question because we've talked a lot about. Oh, no, music. I'm scared. No, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> you should be. <laughs> so you have a day off, right? And you're not allowed to go to the studio. You're not allowed to write music. You're not allowed to pick up any of your <laughs> instruments, right? What do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, I used to pride myself a couple of years ago. I would make you make music anyway. Mm-hmm. Like that's just all that I would ever do. That is kind of true. But I think the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that like music is awesome, but like life is so much bigger than music. You know, it's you know, like for me, it's spending time with family. Um, I have such a great like community of, of people here in Nashville that I connect with and you know, getting to hang with them. That's definitely like the most important thing and remembering like what is most important in life. And, um, I think for me, it's just getting to hang with those people. And, uh, I love to play ultimate Frisbee. How about that? If I can play an ultimate <laughs> Frisbee game, I'm there any day. Well, Jude, I, I <laughs> pretty, really, pretty simple life. Music, right? yeah, no, that, hey man, I respect that. And that's, that's as, as I've gotten older, I've realized that it's the little things that are, that are the most important. Yeah. And I get it. I totally get it. And, um, I appreciate yeah, you taking time to hang out with us, man. I really do. And yeah. It, yeah, it, man, I appreciate you guys having me. It's been yeah. a lot of fun to, t- to chat. Well, we, when we can't wait to get that, it was possibly going to happen in 2022, but got sidelined, uh, Nashville's another place that we can't. Well, I have a good wait. girlfriend yeah. in Nashville. She's got an amazing spa there and she's a healing queen. And, um, right. I love Nashville. I went to Nashville um, several years back and had a great time in the city and just fell in yeah, love with it. It's a great place. That's I'll, I'll, um, real quick little history on No Simple Road. Oh, um, yeah. You know, we owe it to David Shaw of the Revivalists. Um, we went to an impromptu concert because there's always something going on in Nashville and had no idea who we were seeing and saw the Revivalists and was just blown away at the like the show that they put on and this like David Shaw's voice is incredible and just seeing them and so I came home from that trip and was like Aaron we need to start seeing live music what what have we been doing (laughs) why you know up till that point you know we're raising our children and not doing too much outside you know like just very family oriented and uh, they just kind of like woke up that yeah. um, a need to be around community and dancing and to be moved by the music. And so uh, Nashville's a super Thanks, special Nashville. place. Yeah. And then it got to the point where she was like, 
can we not see concerts every week now? <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. Yeah. Right. But thank you Thanks, so much, uh, right. Jude, for joining the show. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, man. Stay in touch, and I'll let you know when this is coming out, okay? Sounds good, man. Cool, we'll do. Brother. All right. Take care see of you. Peace, take Jude. Care, man. All right. Take care. spirit yeah i wish we didn't have technical difficulties during that it's okay I, i'll fix most of it okay yeah it wasn't too bad it wasn't it was, was kind of glitchy it was yeah. glitchy on the screen but it wasn't glitchy in the audio oh most good of it. yeah so hope, but yes jude wow wow yeah mm-hmm. what a what a positive like i mean it's kind of like what i expected but even more so for his positivity and that just cracks me up in the beginning that was great setup 
the whole cute, cute thing. Oh my gosh. I, because it is. I'll never. When you see somebody. Dude, that was my favorite thing that's ever happened on this podcast. Just <laughs> FYI. I, oh, when, he, when like, we asked him down. to introduce himself, he's like, I'm Jude and I'm cute. And I'm yeah, 12. 12. <laughs> no, just so inspiring and everything. And I like that this morning, looking at all those things. There's so many musicians he plays with. Uh, one of the other ones oh, was yeah. watching Shannon Callahan that he plays with. Has a voice like like Ricky Lee Jones. Oh yes, yes, I saw that one too. And like then Lindsay she Sale. sounds like that seventies vibe too. Is like just they're like soaked in that. I love that like dad rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of is what like I was this, such an about. inspiration to them, and it, it's awesome. Them bringing up that type of music is it's just my favorite because mm-hmm. I, I like it makes me feel like a child, but to hear it updated, it like. Oh yeah, we're in the now, but that music is still alive in, in a different kind yeah, of form. Yeah, it's in there. Like, yeah. What trips me out is like, I am not an organized person in my head at all. I have I have a very difficult time organizing my thoughts. There's a lot going on, and seeing somebody that's 25 years old that can organize their thoughts that way and like is structured like you you said it during the interview like dude you were brought up right oh he yeah you can clearly see that he like he would be the graph in the on the piece of paper (laughs) you know what i mean like the thing that structures everything together he like he's loves his parents he you can tell that he cares for his self he is studious he is patient he sits like he's thoughtful Mm -hmm. these are all the things that even though your life's not perfect you can navigate through your life with those good characters and those good skills and those good personality traits like there's no worry there if i was his mom i would i would not worry about his well-being or no how, man like no, if, it, if he's gonna survive or if he's gonna make like i have no doubt that he's gonna just thrive gonna be okay and be fine but like the word well-rounded comes yeah. even the way he described his music of like he's like even like when you're talking about teaching yeah and he's, he's like you know first you got to get through that difficult so you need to learn theory i want you know people yeah. should take piano learn theory and jude i'm sorry if i called you silly all that you didn't and I, I didn't mean it to be disrespectful like silly in the sense like you having know, fun having fun even with like hard topics like you know well and the silliness is sprinkled in with the seriousness too like the video you were watching right when we began that we're sleeping oh, yeah. on the couch <laughs> wake it comes up. in and then the cosmic <laughs> crust with daniel exactly. there is, those are silly and mm-hmm. fun and then yeah. there's the more technical stuff that is just uplifting and happy i guess and i just appreciate the variety yeah that's what i was saying like it's not mutually exclu- exclusive you you don't if you're silly doesn't mean that you're not serious yeah you can be a whole bunch of different things. Oh, yeah. And, and explore it. That's that's what's fun, too, to watch someone explore their creativity. Well, it's also yeah. awesome. That's one thing I love about, I'm going to say this, I love this aspect of social media. Yeah. Being able to follow somebody like Daniel or Jude or that's a young emerging talent and like, having followed them for years children of indigo yeah Yeah. so you get to see the emergence the progression of the talent and watch it grow and it's like it's like watching a tree bloom it's it's awesome like at 25 this is what he's putting out 
So in, okay, let's just say another 20 years at 45, he's still a young man. But oh, he's going to be just... That's what I'm... He's going to be putting out Grammy-winning awarded, you know, and he's albums. still going to look like he's 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might look he, like he's 18. I was going to say, he's got those... Li- like, he's going he's gonna to really appreciate that. You're going to appreciate that as you get older, Jude. You're going to be in your yeah, 40s. Well, people are going to be like, damn, it, And that's what mm-hmm. makes... That's part of the charm of what he does is that, like, he's so youthful and he's doing this kick-ass 70s stuff. Like, what do you know about this? And then he's like, I'll show He'll you what show I know. show you what he knows. <laughs> and, yeah. And there's nothing that there's nothing better because we've got that with all of the people we love the the facial things that was oh, cool yeah. talking about, about that about how that he like too. took some shit for it but it's like because like look at trey it's like what are you staring at trey and it's one of the most <laughs> transfixing things about him when he's in that moment the faces he makes mm-hmm. that john mayer made that you know musicians like that they're in the zone they're not in control well, of that face at that time it's Coming through the eyebrows. I like the way yeah. he broke that he down. Brought he's it like, in there. yeah, he's like, my eyebrows are up <laughs> like this. And then, you know. Yeah. Do you know that little boy, Aaron, that we were watching um, on Instagram dancing? Yeah. The fabulous and, little dude. Yes. And he, the way he makes these expressions when he's dancing ballet and he brings his eyebrows together and he looks like he's going to, like, so contemplative and he's so thoughtful. And then he, there's like a rock song and then he's like, brings his eyebrows up and his hands are energetic and like, to see that in he uh, Jude's doing it in his music, but he's also doing it in his production of his channel. Yeah, that he's bringing so much emotion through all of it, and and like I said in during the interview, energy like high uplifted energy, and it it's it's yeah, really it's, awesome. It's a good. It's look, man. Thanks for helping my 2020, Jude. And yeah, 2021. Yeah. Anything yeah. that makes us feel good nowadays, yeah. I'm I'm all in. Like, well, not anything, but wholesome things lots that make of, us feel good right things. now. Yeah, good things. Yeah. Gotta be careful, Gotta be careful what, what I say, yeah. You know, so, I don't know, Nashville, man. thanks for putting out awesome stuff. Yeah, that, you know? that town Nashville is, is Yeah, definitely popping. creates some talent there. That's amazing that he does his own video editing, too. We're yeah. all three wow. of like, like, there's no way he does. That's a professional service or somebody but, that he hires to do. He's like, yeah, I do that, too. But honestly, looking at it, no one else could be the one that does that. Mm. No. I, um, it, it's so streamlined. I want to learn how to do it so bad. I'm you got to be I'm so bad at it. it right now. No, you're not. Yeah, so I am bad. so bad at it. All right, but if you keep being so bad right now in three years, you'll be pretty damn good. I'm working on yeah, it. Yeah, then you put it like he was saying. I was going to quit on Monday, but then it was Tuesday. And I almost quit again. And then Wednesday, I almost quit again. And then Thursday, I didn't quit, Dang. and it finally came together. And it was his favorite song. You got to lay down that and horn it's not section. Uh, lay down I that do. horn gotta section. Get a trombone. All right, you guys. We'll be back next week with more stuff and things and and whatnot and who dads and, and check out Jude's whisker room. biscuits, <laughs> scooter chasers, <Yep. laughs> with or without. Anyway, yeah, man, we love you guys, and anything that makes you feel good is a good thing right now. Anything? So smiles are good. Hugs, yeah. Damn, oh both wait, things. nope, you can't hug. Just smizing, smizing. Smile with your eyes and uh, wash your hands. Take care of each other. Smize at a stranger. <laughs> and we'll be back next week. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.
cause of fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.